Good morning, Art of Ministry listeners. And today's topic for the show is God and music. Now we could fill up several shows with that topic, but today we're going to be looking at an Adelaide music festival with a difference, a Christian music festival celebrating all kinds of music and worshipping the Lord through it. And Lockie's going to be sharing a God and music theme talk with us as well, so there's a lot to look forward to today. But let me start with a verse about what the Bible says about music. Sing to him, sing praises to him, tell of all his wondrous works. Psalm 105 verse 2. I hope you enjoyed the episode today. God bless and let's go. go. Everyone, welcome to the Art of Ministry podcast on the 9th of February 2023, and we have a show for you. Today we have a guest who is running a big Christian music festival in beautiful Port Adelaide. The Heart Song Festival is going to be at the Flower Shed Hearts Mill, which is on Monday Street, Port Adelaide, and it's on the 18th of March, 2pm to 10pm, so pencil that in, 11 bands, slash musicians, all original music, food trucks, market stalls, music expo, donation partner Compassion Australia, and Red Symbols also sponsoring. So it's a massively exciting event to get behind. Let's say a big welcome to the amazing organiser behind the event, Liv Christie. Hi, thanks for having me. Very welcome. And uh, just reading the flyer, some amazing other contacts on here as well. We've got the involvement of Tabor Institute of Music, uh, it's supported by Life FM, Australian Christian Records, Melville Recording Studio, the names just go on, it's fantastic, <laughs> Roofbreaker Records, Island Recording Studios, Aussie Grown Radio, and we've got some acts announced here too. So here's some names to remember everyone, Lily Fullwood, Pevensey, DJ Aaron Duff, Janelle Fletcher, Greg Jones, Victor Clay, Lisa De Silva, Kiana Lilly. Macrum Gallaby, Bethany Eloise, Ellie J, and Hayden Jones. That's pretty exciting. And the few names I kind of recognize there from, from places as well. So that's really exciting. And uh, my own music's going to be featured in between acts as well, which is hugely exciting for me. So I think I've got everyone there. Have I got everyone? Nearly. We've got one left to announce, but that's a surprise for another day. Ooh, that's going to be really, really good. <laughs> and we're looking forward to that. So I'm going to uh, interview Liv because this event is something that I learned about this year and I saw it I thought this is so exciting that this is happening where people get to show their creativity and basically shine their light really, shine the light of Jesus for all to see in their own musical creative way. So I've got a couple of questions here that we'd like to put sure, to you. Sure, go for it. Yeah. So here's the first question. Okay. You're on a short train ride. Michael right. Tate of DC Talk and Newsboys sits down next to you. He sees some heart song stuff you're carrying and asks about it. How do you describe heart song in a few minutes before your stop? Oh, I would say Heart Song is a Christian music festival. Um, we're presenting music. Um, of all sorts of styles like we love worship music but we love um, finding all the different styles of Christian music that are being made and giving mm. a stage for it um, so we've got you know jazz we've got hip-hop um, uh, we've got you know heavy rock music um, we've got Egyptian Christian music sung mm. in Arabic you know we just love um, giving a stage for all these different styles of Christian music, for all the music that God's put on people's hearts um, mm. to, to use to serve him and, and to give a stage for that to be heard. Mm. Um, yeah, so that, that's what I'd tell him. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that short enough for a short train, a I train think that's, ride? <laughs> I think that's excellent. Well, here's, here's a follow-up question. Do you miss your stop and stay on the train if he's sounding like he's interested in performing, or is Heart Song specifically about lo uh, showcasing local talent? Oh, I'd absolutely stay on the train and keep talking to yeah. him. <laughs> For sure. Um, 
just a quick side story. Yes. Yeah. I, I interestingly a few years ago met Melissa Joan Hart, oh. um, and she was in a movie with Newsboys, and she, oh, I had a chat about them because apparently they went to her church. Oh, that's so, incredible! And this amazing chat with her about them, and yeah, there's my little connection. But um, yeah. but definitely, like we're we're presenting mostly local artists, and we are committing committed to having mostly Adelaide uh, performers, but definitely open to people coming from interstate. Um, we've just sort of set sort of an 80-20% sort of mm. criteria. We want mostly local. Yeah. Um, but definitely welcome interstate people. So Newsboy is still a chance. Yeah, just, absolutely. Just... I'll save a spot for them, that's for sure. <laughs> they're just hugging up. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I hope we do. I bet they've heard of us already and they're wanting to come. <laughs> yeah. So where did the idea of Heart Song Festival come from? Was it something that slowly grew over time or a bolt from the blue? Do you want the long or the short version of this? Uh, whatever you like. Okay, <laughs> I'll give you the long version. Um, I think as a teenager, I felt called to ministry. Mm. Um, I think I always have, I always love music. Um, so I think that music ministry has always been on my heart. Um, I, I actually, in my teens, thought I would do a nursing degree and, and go and work mm. in a third world country mm. um, in ministry. And that, that sort of didn't eventuate, but... Um, I've worked in other ministries. I don't know if you heard of Grace Conference, and I was on ah, a team yes. of Grace Conference for yes. many years. And um, but me, I think music's just always been on my heart. And I think 20, 20 or so years ago, um, I, I felt strongly that one day I would <laughs> be involved in um, in Christian music ministry. Yeah. Um, wow. And I think that that sort of got sidelined for a long time. I've gone and had four children. That kind of. <laughs> Stops mm. lots of other things happening. Yeah, children do it stuff. It takes up kids. a bit of your time. <laughs> but my kids are growing up now, and, and I think um, God just laid it on my heart that it was time. I think 18 months ago, I was actually, this is a, fun, a bit of a funny story, I was doing my ironing one day, and and just all of a sudden I went, okay, let's put on a concert. And a, yes. and a concert very with some of my friends very quickly became um, a festival, and there was suddenly market stores and, and, and food trucks and it just it grew so rapidly from that first little idea of just a concert with some friends um and i think it we got such a good reception from so many people um about having a christian music festival that it just grew so quickly from there yeah. so it's been a long-term love of mine um and, and something that god laid on my heart 30 years ago yeah wow so, that's fantastic yeah so what are some of the elements needed to put on a festival event of this kind? What what tasks and responsibilities do you need to have covered in order to hold an event like Heartsong? Well, as we've found, the first biggest thing we've needed is insurance. Oh. <laughs> and, it's, and it's very hard to convince an insurer that it's a Christian music festival. There's lots of assumptions made about festivals. So it's been really, it's, it's, it's set us back um, a few months from having our last festival. But one of the biggest hurdles we've had to get through is um, is getting insurance. Mm. Um, but there's lots of other practical things. Obviously, there's, um, I'm the event director, so there's a lot of coordinating of market stalls and, and lots of people. And look, I'm so blessed to have so many people coming together to put it on. I'm just coordinating mm. a lot of people, but I couldn't do it without all of them. Um, there's a lot of coordinating musicians and sound gear and... and um, making sure that we've got everything we need um, mm. for the night. But, it, yeah, it's totally worth it on the day when it all comes together. And it sounds like you have to be very good at event management and project management yeah. to, to get all of those elements <laughs> together. I don't know that I'm that good at it, but we seem to be pulling it off, so it, it comes together. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's just a lot of coordinating and a lot of um, just going up to people and saying, hey, I run a Christian music festival, would, would you like to help? Um, and I really I could not do it without the amount of people that say yes and just come on board to help. So so blessed by so many people um, offering to get behind it and support us. And actually, talking about those supporters, there's some really strong partners involved in yeah. Heartsong. So how do they come on board? And do you have any dream partnerships that you'd like to see oh, happen? I don't know what dream partnerships. I don't think. Um, <laughs> but basically. Everybody that's involved is just people I've come in contact with, um, people I've just contacted and said, hey, this is what we're doing. Um, I'm that crazy lady that I'll overhear a conversation, somebody says they're a muser, and I say, hi, my name's Liv. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
That's right. What do you play? Yes. Right. What do what you know? Would you like yeah. to be involved? So there's just been a lot of just talking to people and telling them what we do, what mm. we're doing. Um, and so many people have thought that's a great idea and said, "How can we be involved?" Mm. Which is how we sort of ended up with so many uh, logos on our flyer. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So please, like Life FM, have supported us for every one of the festivals, but great to have them officially on board this time. Um, I'll be going on air with a couple of our artists to do some live performances. Um, on air and have a chat about the festival so mm. really um, yeah really pleased to have their support um, Tabor it's amazing they've come aboard this time and we're looking at you know working on some workshops and um, mm. working with red symbols to put on a workshop for the students and just things like that that we can we can mm. build on um, it's great having um, record labels and uh, recording studios means that the musos can come along to the festival and actually meet these people and, and talk to them and um, just bringing all these people under one roof so musos yeah. can come and meet them and um, and so exciting red symbols so so excited they've come on board and yeah they're um, traveling from melbourne to adelaide with some drum gear and they're wow. going to be there and yeah it's just amazing and then um Gee. So happy to have people like um, Compassion and Streetlight and Scripture Union on mm. board. Um, we, I think, we have a heart in this to support other ministries. Um, yes. We're we're a not for profit. Everybody running this festival, uh, we are all volunteers. This mm. is just um, for the love of it for us. We yeah. because we love God and we want to serve in this way by bringing Christian musicians together. Um, so part of that is we we want to support other ministries mm. that are doing um, amazing things. Um, so we wanted to support Streetlight and Scripture Union and, mm. and Compassion. Um, this time we're supporting Compassion financially. So oh, um, excellent! Wow. As I said, we are totally not for profit. So we pay we uh, with their ticket money. We pay our expenses, yep. and then the rest of our money is donated. So that will go to Compassion this time. So, wow. so it's great having that many people, and obviously we've got you know Ridley Ridley Farm Studio, Australian Christian Records, um, Melbourne yeah. Recording Studio, Roofbreaker Records, um, uh, Island Recording Studio, and and Aussie Grown Radio supporting us, which is just amazing. Yeah, oh, I, I'm amazed sometimes how when when you collaborate with people, what amazing things can come out of that. Yeah, because. I often used to go things alone, but then, uh, yeah. then I used to think, oh, maybe no one thinks like I do. But then when you get together with other creative people, just things start to happen. Amazing. Um, it's amazing. And I think yeah. about Hearts On, we're trying to support other people's ministries um, mm. as well. So other music ministries. Um, yeah. I, th I think it's really important. I think we're more powerful together. There's so mm. much more we can do um, if we all work together. Um, mm. And I, I love that, like, our... Um, our, our Music, our, sorry, our sound and our lighting is all being provided by Uniting Technology. Um, so we're bringing, you know, the Uniting Church, and I come from an Anglican and Salvation mm. Army background. And I, just, I love that we're just bringing everybody together yeah. um, in this United event. Um, yeah. And I think that's that's that is the heart behind it for us too. Very it's ecumenical. Just, yeah, yeah, absolutely, and that's yeah. absolutely our heart behind it. Wow. Yeah, I, I'm amazed at some of those. Um, other things you're talking about like potential workshops and yeah. involvement in table I, I remember when the the table school of music started yeah on green hill road i think it still is i think it's still there but so they're on goodwood road oh goodwood road right. they moved they into changed. a brand new built campus this year wow so it's beautiful we have to go and check it out i i really need to yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh i'd love to do that yeah um but yeah that's that's amazing because it kind of leads me on to the next question which is yeah. is there a long-term plan for heart song is it is it sort of organic or is it sort of a journey where if it goes yeah. exactly as you hope where you know where do you see that going what's the best case scenario so I, I honestly don't think i have a plan mm. um I don't think we're working to my plan. I think <laughs> we're walking through the doors God opens. Yeah. Um, the, the best way. Yeah. <laughs> I know, honestly, I don't, I don't think I have a plan behind it at all. Mm, mm. Um, yeah, I think even with just as workshops as an example, I, I had dreamed that down the track we would do that, and it's already starting to happen. Yeah. Um, so I think God's making these things happen far quicker than I had even hoped um, yeah. we could do. Um so I think it's not it's not about us and our plan for it, mm. but it's just about um, listening to God's direction and and taking it where mm. where He wants it to go. 
Yeah. yeah. Excellent. So we'll see. That could, it's exciting where it will be in five years. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, look, I mean, uh, I remember Lockie saying to me about this podcast. He, he was saying things like, look, we don't know where it could head. Yeah. Uh, and we had a, f- a friend, Cherie, on. Oh, I think you know Cherie. Yeah, I know Cherie. <laughs> Cherie's my kid's youth leader. <laughs> yeah. And she was sort of saying, look, uh, she was doing some stuff with us and uh, she was saying oh look it could go this way or this way and yeah. it was amazing the you know we just don't know where the lord will lead her that's you right know, and that's exciting i so. think being open to his leading and mm. and following that lead is is important mm. um and i said i'd i never dreamed that hudson would even be this big um, mm. 18 months down the track um amazing and i i think i just i feel blessed to be a part of it um mm. yeah I think it's not of my creation. It's um, I'm the event director, but it's you know it's mm. it's all I couldn't be doing what's happening, and it's, it's only yeah um, only by God's yeah God's got God's His hand, hand on it. yeah. But this is all happening absolutely yeah. yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about your own musical journey? What kind of music inspires you and uh, what sort of music have you been involved in, in personally and in yeah. whatever way uh, that's been, whether it's in studio work or yeah. singing or music uh, playing? So um, I, I'm a weird little person and I like so, much, so many different styles of music. Yeah. Um, so I don't really have a particular style. Mm. I noticed, like in the last year or two, I've listened to a lot of praise and worship. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm I'm that embarrassing mum that we pull up at the lights and my music's so loud that the car is shaking. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. my teenagers are horrified yeah. by their embarrassing mother. But, yeah. Um, so I, whatever I, whatever yeah. I listen to, it's as loud as I can possibly have it in the car. Yeah, um. <laughs> it's like I'm the same. Except usually no one else is in the car because I'm too embarrassed to yeah. have it like that loud. <laughs> yeah. They're really like, yeah, yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, it's worse <laughs> when I put the windows down. The kids are like, "Mom, you're embarrassing." Um, but yeah, I said I love, I love lots of styles of music, which I think is represented in what Heart Song is. Yes. I think um, you can see that I have a great appreciation for so many styles of music. Mm. Um, yeah. So, and in my music journey, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't even call myself a musician, really. <laughs> I'm somebody who loves to sing, and I yes. love music. Yep. Um, I have a very musical family. Yeah. I, I don't know that I'd call myself a musician, really. But, um, yeah, look, I think I've always sung. I've learnt piano yep. um, many years ago. Um, and then recently I had the opportunity to record backing vocals for Ben Cosford on yeah. his EP, which was just an amazing experience. I um yeah, appreciate that I got that opportunity. Um, that was lots of fun. Yeah. Um, Were there any? Was there anything that you learned in that experience that you hadn't known before? That was like a really interesting uh, learning um, experience. I yeah. I don't think recording was what I had thought it would be, but it was. Mm, mm. It was amazing um, watching it all come together and watching yeah. all the different instruments be recorded and then put together. And yeah. I, just, I found it fascinating um, yeah, it watching is. it all happen and yeah. so exciting then to hear the end product um, and then be on the radio. It was a bit of fun. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that was just a really great, fun process. A highlight of my um, musician, non-musician life. <laughs> yeah. I, I, <laughs> so, I remember they said about Bob Dylan, actually, they said, you know, he was so used to just performing one song live mm-hmm. and they recorded the whole song yeah, vocals and instruments, and they and he's been he'd been doing that for years until they finally stopped him and said, "No, this time we're going to do the music first, and then you record the vocals, and then we'll." Yeah. and it was a huge learning curve for him. And he yes. was like, "I don't do it that way. It's usually yeah. fourteen takes, and we check, you know, we we choose yeah. the best one." But they're like, "No, no, 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 you know, you know, we've got the music down. You just you yeah. do your vocals." So. Yeah, it's interesting how people do it differently, don't they? they yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, lots of fun. Definitely a highlight of my um, my yeah. music life. So with all your music experience, what makes a really good Christian song? So yeah. uh, think maybe thinking about the, both the traditional kind of song, uh, you know, contemporary or, or traditional worship, and also then thinking of like contemporary Christian radio. Like yeah. of those two types, a worship song and, a, and maybe something you might hear that's like on the, on the pop charts, Christian yeah. pop charts. What makes a good song? Mm. So uh, I'll, I'll say straight up, I don't think I'm um, the expert on this, but in my opinion, 
I think it's the heart behind it. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's vitally important. Like, like I said, I like such a wide range of music. Um, yeah, I think it's the heart behind it. And the yeah. message coming through in the words is what makes a good song. Yeah. You know, you're looking at doctrinally sound. And mm. you know, from our point of view at, at Heart Song, these are the things we're, we're looking for, you know. Mm. Mm. Um, doctrinally sound lyrics um, mm. with heart that... Um, mm. With, and a message that will reach people. Mm. Um, oh, those, are, love, those are good things to aim yeah, for. Yeah, and I love that it comes in hip-hop to jazz. And, yep. I, and I love that it's presented in all these different styles. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and we, like, we're really trying to mentor some young people, and I love that we're getting like little Kianos. Yes. She's just beautiful, and I can't wait to, to get her on the stage. Um, but I love just mentoring these young kids and, and getting them on the stage and yeah and hearing their heart yeah um, yeah so I think there's so many things that make a great song but definitely as I said you know doctrinally sound and, and yeah. great message and, and a heart behind it and I a heart, totally and a heart to totally serve agree. God yeah heart totally to serve agree. God through that music yeah yeah. No, I totally Not that agree I'm an expert, that. but that's just my little. Oh, you're the expert in this room. So. Yeah, that's, that's my opinion on it. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's really good, and, and that's one thing I've noticed as well. When when the heart is there, um, you know, you don't need sometimes all the. Sometimes no. if it's just a guy with a, an acoustic guitar yes. or a, you know. The voice isn't even important. It's the mess, you know, like it's, it's the message. It's, yeah, um, I think music yeah. just has a way of touching people's hearts, like yeah. just normal words can't. And, and music can just reach people yes. on a different level. Um, and, and, and as I said, that can come in many different forms. And I yeah. so definitely the heart. So most art forms have unique strengths and some mm -hmm. limitations when it comes to communicating ideas of faith. What's the value of music when it comes to expressing faith? Yeah, well, I think we almost just covered that then yeah. in that last question a bit, didn't I? Um, <laughs> we, we, we run a time machine here. We kind yeah. of go back. And <laughs> yeah. So, so um, to recap. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, Here's yeah. what we prefer. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think, like I said, I think... Um, people open up emotionally to music mm. there's there's just seems to be this emotional connection and it can speak to people um mm. more than words can so mm. i think it's yeah um yeah, yeah. Bon bono is very big on that he's like you yeah know, music has the power for change and it does yeah. it does and lyrics are memorable um mm. <clears throat> I think, yeah, people can remember a song. Like yeah. my dad, <laughs> I remember driving to school with my dad back in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 90s, many years ago. I remember, don't you? I know. And dad, dad said to me, you know, I wish you could remember your schoolwork. Like, you remember those song oh. lyrics? Because I'd sing all these songs in the car on the way to school and I'd know all the lyrics. Yeah. And dad would go, couldn't you learn your schoolwork like that? And I'm like, well, if they set my schoolwork to music... There's something then, in that. Yeah, <laughs> then I certainly couldn't remember my schoolwork like that. Yeah, there is something um, in that because they often used to say if you want to learn something, put it to a song. Or yeah, absolutely. I used I did that for ancient Greek. I still wasn't very good at ancient Greek, yeah. but I, but it did help uh, a little bit. I'll so. expect ancient Greek to music for the next heart song. <laughs> we'll do something I won a bit well different. that day. <laughs> I just remember. <laughs> yeah. I checked the yeah. time machine. Um, yeah, no, that's, um, yeah, yeah, that, that's, yeah, yeah, that, gosh, wouldn't that be interesting? Ancient, <laughs> ancient Greek. Yeah, <laughs> I'll leave that one to you. I'm not going to do a that one. A <laughs> new genre, everyone's like, what is this? What is he singing? <laughs> <laughs> How interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so people have different perspectives when it comes to music and its role in faith. Uh, mm -hmm. Lockie and I, we've heard people say it's just another way to get important words in people's heads in a way they remember. And other people feel it's got an important role to play as an outpouring of emotion in a faith context. Yeah. So how important do you think music is in faith? Oh, look, for me, you're asking somebody who loves music. Yeah. So, look, vital. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, somebody else who doesn't love his music as much as me might not find it as vital, but I think it's, uh, you know, like... With the, we talk about this Bible talks about music and singing mm, and singing to the indeed. Lord. And, yeah, absolutely. Um, clearly, it's important enough to be mentioned. Yes. Um, so I think it's vitally important. Like I couldn't. I don't know how I would live without music. Mm, 
Um, very loud, clearly. Like I, <laughs> just thinking. Very of, loud music. <laughs> just thinking of the car moment. Actually, I, yeah. I did have the music up so loud once, and I pulled up, and I just forgot because yeah, you do it at the yeah. traffic lights. You're just into the song. <laughs> I just turned to the left, and the people were like, you what? know, staring at me. I have to say, my 19 year old has a very embarrassing collection of videos of me, oh, that's and good. I'm usually rocking out and da- dancing at the lights while the cars. I promise, while the cars stationary, um, to my very loud music, and yep. my kids started videoing me. So somewhere there's a very dodgy collection of videos of me dancing away at the at the lights. They're not going to put it on TikTok or something. Probably, like, oh, right. probably one day. <laughs> you could use the footage for a music video. It would make a great music video. Just have you singing in the car, yeah. like, the track. It would <laughs> yeah. be amazing. A compilation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a compilation. So yeah. Oh, I'd keep that. That, that sounds yeah. like it's going to be a rich mine for something. Yeah. I'm hoping yeah. that never sees the light of day, but still. <laughs> keep it in a box. So. Yeah. yeah. To threaten my children. <laughs> That's right. Don't you take it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've got one final question on sure. Heart Song because, I mean, to me, I've got to say, when I saw it was happening, I thought, I didn't know this was this kind of thing was actually happening in yeah. Adelaide. It was, a, it was a, a, a beautiful surprise for me because yeah. I... I, it's the kind of thing that you wish would happen one day. And then to find and out that we happened. actually knew each other. And <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and I hadn't even told you that it was happening. Yeah, it's amazing. So, yeah, so yeah, yeah God puts people together. I yeah, think. So, absolutely. Um, but I noticed that there was a big concert held for Heart Song in the past, and I had to ask a question, are there plans for more concerts? And even you know, other plans maybe for like a collaborative album of mm. music or any projects where people can all get together like that. Absolutely. Look, and again, I think this comes back to wherever God leads us, we'll go. Mm. Um, so if these opportuni- opportunities present, absolutely, I'm on board. Um, love to make an album. Um, we're very financially limited, yep, yep, <laughs> as everybody yep. is. Um, like everything we do is based just off, on our, t- off our ticket sale mm. money. So we're sort of financially limited in what we can do, but, you know, God can do anything. Yes. Um, but, yeah, so we did do a concert in the past and streamed that to America. Wow. Um, I had no idea. Yeah, so that was a bit of fun. Um, happy to do that again if the if the opportunity arises. We're starting to run some, um, some prayer networking nights where musicians oh, can just come yes. together and meet with each other and talk mm. about what each of them have been called to do. Um and how they're serving and what they're doing with their music ministry so we can support each other. So yeah. trying to build a support network, not not for Heart Song specifically, but for all these other musicians that are doing amazing things as well. Yeah. Um, and get them supporting each other, praying for each other, but just um, having that sort of bit of worship time, bit of prayer time, and then just having supper together and talking um, yeah. and getting these musicians together to, to build um, a Christian um, music yeah. industry in Adelaide. Um, so that's one of the things we're we're um, organising, um, and I said definitely open to albums and more concerts and yeah um, yeah yeah I think we're open to wherever God leads yeah and excited to see where that is. Well, that was definitely the heart that Lockie and I had in terms of we want to see creative yeah. uh, avenues like this do really well and uh, to be an outlet for people to to share their faith and also yeah. share the gifts and talents that God's given them. So we were really excited to have you (laughs) on this show because um, this is everything about what we want to do too. Yeah. And uh, I think it's it's, it's so important to support each other in Mm. in what we're doing and meeting together and networking means we can hear about things that are going on and support each other. That's right. Um, I think that's so important. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Sorry, I just one, threw one bo- track then, didn't I? <laughs> well, one, one body, many parts, isn't it? Like we're that's all, right, absolutely. Yeah, with Christ absolutely. as the head. And, yeah. And I think that's absolutely um, yeah. one of our core things behind Heart Song. Well, can I actually, you know, I, just talking about this, can I pray for Heart Song and for this yeah. coming up and all the plans? And uh, we just want to thank you so much for your time. So oh, thank, thank you. you so much for having me. Uh, so, Father, thank you so much for live, and thank you for Heart Song, and we thank you so much, Father, that there are these young people and people of all ages that are coming to share uh, the good news of Jesus, and also 
Uh, it's going to be an opportunity to hear amazing music, to hear people's talents and gifts on stage. And we pray for the organisation. We pray for everything to come together uh, just as it's meant to. And not only, we also pray for the future of the festival and the future for Heart Song in whatever avenues that turns out to be with workshops, musical projects, albums, concerts, and everything that we, we would love to see. So, Father, thank you for this. And uh, we pray every success for this festival. Uh, amen. Amen. And just to go over those details again for the Heart Song Festival, it's on the 18th of March, 2023, 2 o'clock till 10 p.m. On Monday Street, Port Adelaide, the Flower Shed Hearts Mill. Tickets are still available. Adult $25, concession $20, family $85. And if you can't make it, grab a streaming ticket, $10. The website is www.trybooking.com forward slash CFFYT. And remember that you can go and look for the Heart Song Festival on Facebook as well. These are certainly some exciting days. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to hand over to Lockie and he's going to lead us in a talk about the Lord and music. See you soon. Hello, Art of Ministry listeners. Um, I wasn't able to join in with the Live Christie interview uh, this week, unfortunately. We just had a bit of a scheduling conflict, which meant... I wasn't able to be there involved directly, um, and I, you know, passed on some questions to for John to ask on my behalf. Um, but also, he wondered if I wanted to sort of chip in something as part of the episode. So, one of the things I thought I would do is I would actually give you guys some questions to think about. Now, these are not questions that have a right answer that I'm waiting for you to get or anything like that. This is, I'm actually going to be saying, you take this away and think about it. Um, I'm not a music expert in the sense of I don't have a, a degree from the con or anything. My, my wife does, but I openly claim to know nothing about music when she's around. Um, but I have seen music in a bunch of different ministry contests. So I have seen... Uh, beach missions uh, get used in all kinds of ways. I've been in an a cappella choir. Uh, I have done been part of church bands. Um, yeah, it's in all kind. I've done lots of musical theatre. Um, so I've seen music in, used in different ways in different contexts, and done a lot of thinking around it. And also done 14 years in church ministry and thought around it. And that actually leads me to my first question. These are all questions that are for you to think about, and they're not ones that have a necessarily a right answer, but they are ones that are worth you thinking about and having your answer to. Uh, so the first thing comes of having been part of a church for many, many years, because uh, I've done 14 years in youth ministry, and there's different things that you see being issues within the church, things that cause fights, uh, more frequently and less frequently. And one of the realities is music is one of the things that people fight most bitterly about. Uh, and any minister will probably tell you that's what congregation members live or die on. You know, fights don't end on doctrinal issues. They, I mean, like churches don't split on doctrinal issues. They split on whether we can use the drums in the service or not. Um and it was th I thought it was worth actually having a thought about some of these things, not to try and fix the problem, but to actually sort of ask some questions as we think about music, as we think about what bearing it has on faith, what bearing it has on the church. So one of the first questions, uh, when, we, when I heard people talking about music in the church, one of the questions is, why is it there? One of the problems is that's quite often not asked. In so many churches and so many church services, things very much happen on autopilot. They happen because this is the way they have always happened. And a lot of people don't question that. So it doesn't always get asked. But there's that question of what purpose 
does music serve? And it does get discussed by some people. Now, I have spent a lot of time in reasonably conservative churches, took the Bible very, very seriously, um, but certainly not up the sort of charismatic end necessarily. Um, And I have had conversations with people, uh, in some cases clergy, that basically take the position, the only reason music exists in a church service is as another way to get words in. It's a bit of a sort of a way to sneak in a bit of extra teaching because um, music sticks in your head. So you can put important ideas in a song and people won't forget it, won't um, uh, lose track of it. You can sort of sneak it into their subconscious and that, that, that teaching will be there in a way that maybe if you'd just given it in a talk, it wouldn't be. So they basically say, music is just another word ministry. And that is the only purpose for it. Now, the first question is, what is your thoughts on that? Where do you stand with that? Um, I have some mixed feelings about it because I certainly think there is value to that. I don't think as much in the sense of um, sort of grand high teaching. Like I know there's a song out there that's basically the the creed, um, the Apostles' Creed done as a song and... uh, I think that's a good idea, but I wouldn't want anyone to try and be winning a theological argument based on a song they learned. But having worked a lot in kids' ministry, it is a really good way to have important ideas at your beck and call. So years ago at a beach mission, there was a song that we learned as kids. I was eight to ten at this point, um, taught by a guy called Neville, and I'm sure he'd made it up that morning. And it was uh, a song about Hebrews 13 8, and it was super, super simple. And he, it was just a round that he split us into three, and they sort of said, okay, you over here, what I want you to do is, uh, you start, we start off by, go, by sort of chanting, Hebrews 13 8, Hebrews 13 8. And then he would split us into three, and one side he would go, yesterday, yeah, 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 yeah. And they just had to keep that up. And then he'd go to the middle group and he'd go today yay, 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 yay. and over here he'd go forever and ever 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 and then he'd sort of gesture and everyone goes jesus is the same that's right jesus is the same yeah because you know, it was it was the 80s and you wanted to be a bit cool um now it was a super simple simple song it's not going to win any kind of awards and I, as i said i'm sure he just made it up that morning but i've never forgotten it It's years later and I still remember that. And I remember the Bible verse. And the thing for me is when I get into those discussions where people talk about has the nature of God changed? Has God changed his mind about what his plan is? Did he start off being all grumpy and mean and then change his mind and say, all right, I'll bring in Jesus and I'll start being a bit more loving now or... Has he been the same all the way? That verse pops into my head. And that's not going to be the be all and end all of a discussion, but that gives me a framework of I'm just thinking, okay, I have a starting point for my thinking about this. There is certainly a point in the Bible where Jesus, as God on earth, the Bible is explicitly saying he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is an idea from a song, a tiny little throwaway song years ago, that has never left me. It's always going to be stuck in my brain. So that's where I see some value to that idea of a words ministry. But I think there should be more to it than that. Now, I come from a church... Well, I have been through a whole bunch of different churches at different times. I've worked for a number of them. Um, and a number of the churches I've been to have been very wary of the emotion of music in a service and you can understand why there's that idea you know sometimes when people when a a service will be getting into the really deep emotional we want people to come up the front now part there there will be a sort of a music that goes over the top and this is and it becomes very heavily emotionally laden and you get the real strong sense of this is when the emotional important stuff is going to be happening. And if you are going to have an emotional moment, this is when, you know, and 
where it gets frustrating is sometimes you feel like, you know, when they quite often happens on a camp that there'll be this night that everyone's coming up and the music is so impassioned and people just have tears streaming down their face. And certainly having a passionate response is fine. But I, if you are like me, then sometimes you have gone to a few of those camps in a row and you've seen the same person come up and do the same impassioned i realized i've let my life get mangled up and i'm being called back to it and now i'm going to change and it's going to be all different now and perhaps you've wondered if perhaps there's something about the way we're doing things on this camp you know that is not sustainable it's not long term maybe we are evoking an emotional response at the time that is not the reality of where this person's at and that's the danger as far as i see it and other people might say there's other dangers but I certainly feel like with music, the flip side is a lot of the churches that I've been to that have a very sort of conservative bent, there is no real place for an emotional response in the service. There's a very sort of a stoic, you know, almost academic talk at sometimes. They don't, don't go heavily on the emotion. Um, there is a, a Bible reading, which is generally given very flatly. Drama is very rare in that sort of situation. Um, you'll have prayers, which are very straightly delivered. There might be a kid's talk, which might have a bit of anima- animatedness, and that's this sense of our kids are allowed to be a, a bit emotional. But there's all this very stoic feeling of this is all a very serious and academic thing. And in that kind of service, music is the one place you have for an emotional response. It's the one place that you can say, um, I have been moved by what I'm dealing with in the service, whether it's in the talk or whatever. I've been struck by something. I am grieved for something I've done wrong or I am feeling so um, impassioned about something that has been done for me or I am just so grateful for something. You know, something has struck you in the message and you have an emotional response. Where do you put that? And I think think music is a valuable thing as a way to emotionally respond to those kind of ideas. And I think there is a danger that if we say, no, it's just a word ministry and nothing else, then we say there is no place for emotion in a church service. And that starts to edge into there is no real place for emotion in faith. And I feel like that's a very dangerous thing. Maybe you feel differently. So I'd love to hear what your thoughts are. If, if people want to you know, comment on our Facebook group as they hear this episode and, and think about some of these things, is music a word ministry? Is it just about getting words in? Is it a place for emotion? Is that a healthy thing or a dangerous thing? Are there other purposes that I'm just not talking about, suggesting, nudging on? Is there other reasons you would want to have music in the service? Is there other things that it does? And let's have a discussion on Facebook. Let's, um, if you have an insight that other people haven't seen, then put it out there and maybe, we can just, maybe other people can see it and kind of go, oh, that's a really good idea. But there's other two, two other things that I wanted to think about while I have your ear, um, if I still have your ear. Um, one is, how does the music in our church in our services in our worship how does it sound to outsiders a question i asked myself once um does the secular world have anything like church music is there a time when the western world as it is you will get groups of people standing together and singing the same words singing a song together there's carols which is sort of a it's it's definitely religious from my perspective but I, I say sort of religious because there's a lot of people who sing carols who don't feel anything for the words like the words are nonsense to them but it's just a carol so you sing it um, there's sometimes when people at a concert will sing along with the music, you know, because they're, they're, they're at, um, Foo Fighters and they they love the song and something like that. And you might get that sort of thing, but are there other places that are anything like that idea of congregational music where we all sing together? 
And if that's not the case, what does that mean when someone comes into church? What kind of an effect does that have on them? What kind of a reaction would they have? Um, is this a completely alien? They, they come into church and they kind of go, this is so weird. You know, and if it's an older church, do they look at it and go, what, did I, have I entered a monastery? Why is everyone singing hymns? You know, um, this is hundreds of years old music. What is going on? If it's a more contemporary service, uh, what's their reaction to that? Are they like, oh, it's, it's like e- easy listening. It's just not very well written or, you know, depending on what the music is um, and what their tastes are. Uh, do they find themselves yearning for something more in their taste? I had a very good friend who loved hardcore music and um, longed for more Christian hardcore music. Um, so what would someone coming into the church, what is their reaction going to be to music? And do the sort of music we choose and what we do with it, could that be more or less helpful to someone coming into the service for the first time. Is that something we think about? How our music is going to be impactful, relevant, alarming to anyone coming into the service for the first time? There's a couple of songs out there that I sort of joke with my brother that um, they sound really good if you're coming from a Christian mindset uh, that are all about God is with me every step of the way and he's always watching over me and he's always... But if you are not coming from a God mindset, they sound almost creepy stalker. <laughs> almost that like this figure is watching everything I do and uh, I can never be without them and stuff like that. No, you know, if I was a 20 something who'd been stalked, I might feel triggered by this. So I'm keen to hear your guys' reaction. And, and if you are someone who has no connection with the church, who's listening to this and you've maybe at some point visited a church and heard everyone doing congregational singing, we would love to hear your thoughts on it. Like, did you go, what is this? Or did you like, oh, yeah, I've seen Vicar of Dibley. I know know people sing. It's just no surprises. It just didn't seem all that important to me. And the last thing is, is there things that we could be learning from how the secular world does music? Now, there's a lot of things I don't mean by that. I don't mean, you know, technically could we be picking up on music styles? Sure, quite happy for people to do Christian hardcore if that's what they want to do, but that's not what I'm talking about here. Um, And I'm always wary of people saying, um, trying to to use secular music as a, a way to almost trick someone into coming to Christians. Oh, come to a concert we're doing. Oh, it's a Christian concert. Oops. I, I hate gotcha evangelism. If someone feels tricked or manipulated into coming along, if you haven't been honest about what this is, I always feel like you are very, very unlikely to have anyone listen. No one likes being tricked into something. Yeah what the advertisers do and it just makes us the worst of the advertisers um what i mean is are there things about why music is valuable to the secular world and what people are looking for in it that we should be paying attention to i went to one of a really awesome series of talks and when i hesitate there i'm like i only went to one so i only know one was awesome but the, the idea was awesome. Basically where they were taking secular songs and taking them apart as a talk. So what I mean by that is um, the one I went to, they, they got to the part where the, so- the talk was about to kick off. It was a bit of a youth service sort of bent. It wasn't a big church. And then a band came up and did Lincoln Park in the end. And it wasn't a Christianized version or anything like that. It was the the real song done as is. And I think they even had the video clip going in the background. So this, and they did it superbly. It was really, really well done. Um, and then the guy who was doing the talk, who was in the band, stepped out and he had done all this work on looking at the cry of the heart that comes from that song. And looking at the ideas of a search for redemption and grief at what has gone before and um, your broken trust and your, all these feelings that are in that song and said, all right, 
what here is resonating with the people who love this music? And does the gospel have an answer for it? You know, what does the gospel have to say to that? I don't mean that in a pithy way. I mean, is there answers for someone who is feels like they have done something unforgivable and can't come back or feels like someone has failed them or feels like they are abandoned? You know, are there questions there that God has answers for? I thought that was a really brilliant way to think about music. What can the stuff that people are listening to tell us that we should be paying attention to. Now, I don't know if you think that sounds like a dumb idea, but again, I would love you to chime in on the Facebook and let us think, let us hear what your thoughts about some of these things are. Is music a word ministry? Does it only belong in the church as a way to teach? And if so, is that a kids or is that just a, you know, we should be doing more doctrine to music? Um... Is music a good place for emotion within the church or is that a dangerous thing? You know, what are the pros and cons? Are there other purposes, are there other reasons that music should be in a faith context, in a church context? What What is it doing that I haven't talked about? How would it sound to outsiders? And is there stuff that we should think about, about how we do music in that light? And is there stuff about secular music and the music that I'm sure all of us listen to um, that we love is there stuff that we should be looking at about why do we love this what is this what's about this that resonates for us and is the church paying attention to that I reckon I will leave it there so I'll pass this back over to John and hopefully he will uh, splice it in with the rest and you guys can hopefully have a listen and jump in on the Facebook group and let us know your thoughts. Um, But I will say thank you for your time and I'll catch you next time. Thank you so much, everyone, for your continued support of our podcast. Here are some final verses for you. Romans 15, verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And from Proverbs 3, verses 5 to 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Have a fantastic week, everyone. See you soon.